There we go. It's all going. What is Windows Server? And why does it keep on sucking up all the CPU on my computer? 400... Oh, oh no, it's OBS now. 440%. That doesn't look good. All right. Well, 8th already. Chinese characters coming along. My issue with English being a lingua franca. Apparently got to renew my work permit. Again. Delta Course continues. Murph Challenge tomorrow. And working on podcast episode number 32 and 33. Folks... Thursday, September 8th, 2022. I'm Steven Sersky. Hope you folks are doing well. And uh, this here is my daily audio digest wherein I uh, talk about all sorts of uh, silly and inane things, educational, fun, inspiring, and sometimes about life here in Beijing, China, and other things that I get up to while here as an expat. <laughs> uh, and yeah, September 8th already. Uh, I'm not going to lie. These. Do you feel like these days are flying by? I know I've said this before, and I think I say this at the beginning of every month, uh, but the, the the truth of the matter is, is that these, I don't know, I'm having a good time. Um, as much as there are some rough patches here and there, uh, at the end of the day, I find that that at the end of the day, it's disappeared and I've, uh, I, I mean, I'm sort of left wondering what I was able to accomplish in, in that day. Not that it's a bad thing but in the idea that like all the things i haven't done yet even though like with this um daily audio digest this podcast here i mean i do this every day so this is a a bit of an accomplishment for me as well i've been doing this for over a year now uh 20 minutes a day i record it live and you can see this on uh, youtube as well uh you can watch me and my my beard go up and down um if, if not, you can always uh, catch the replays on Anchor.fm or my website as well, StephenSersky.com. That's where I archive, archive everything. But this is just one of the things I do. Uh, one of the things that slips by a lot of my days now is my Chinese studies. Uh, and that's because, I mean, work was very busy uh, throughout the month of August. Uh, now, recently, uh, you'll recall that in, in August or July, I started on my off-day trainings or off my off-days from training. I would go for bicycle rides like an hour long. Well, I've stopped doing that because instead I now go for uh, an extended walk in the morning during which I look at my Chinese characters. And it's because I failed my, my HSK-5 test back in July, and I know I'm referring back to that again. I am seeing an improvement in the characters already. Already, like in the the two or three weeks that I've been doing this, uh, only like twice, three times a week, I have noticed that uh, the no- the uh, apartment notices are a lot easier to read. Some of the news articles are a lot easier to read. Uh, some of the, um, not just the magazine articles uh, that I picked up uh, last weekend, but some of the uh, online uh, like stock market stuff that I follow as well, uh, also a lot easier to read. So... It must be working. <laughs> the familiarity with the language is uh, slowly developing. And I'm also doing this Delta course, uh, which is a glorified English teacher diploma, basically, uh, in which we learn a lot about the uh, theories and the different uh, methodologies of learning and teaching uh, English uh, or second languages in general, but specifically English. And it's interesting that uh, to to read about this stuff because a lot of the the stuff that they talk about, I mean, is is applicable to any second language learning, which for me is Mandarin Chinese uh, specifically. Like, how long will it take me to develop uh, 
a familiarity with the language. So there's a difference between um, language acquisition and what is it? Language. Oh, they use another one. I just had that, that window open. Anyway, there's, there's a couple of definitions. Uh, basically, uh, being um, fluent and acquiring a language or learning a language and acquiring a language. I guess it's language learning and language acquisition. Uh, the the big difference being that uh, they you you gain a, fam a familiarity with a language over time, and that sort of dictates uh, dictates uh, what it's going to be. Uh, whether or not I gotta just check this, see if um, yeah, it's is it the behavioralist? I'm I'm looking through my notes now in the, the Delta program uh, because I want to make sure I get this right. Anyway, no, I'm not not going to be able to find it when I need it. I know this. Uh, the idea being that you when you acquire a language, it's often related to second uh, secondary language uh, learning, and so you can learn a language and you can acquire a language. Acquiring a language means that you have a familiarity that's developed over time that you know that when you hear something, you're like, that's not quite right, but you might not be able to explain it. When you learn a language, though, on the other hand, this is something where you're like, that's not right, and I know why, because, you know, of this rule and that rule and that's construction sort of thing. So um, gaining this in Mandarin Chinese has been a massive uh, test, <laughs> a massive uh feet basically to slowly gain that ability to not just recognize characters know the tone and how to say them but then also when you're speaking to let it roll off your tongue that in this situation you use this sort of grammatical uh, construction and the you know these words uh, and then also being able to hear something um, or, or write something on my own I'm going. That doesn't sound right, but I don't know how to. Uh, I don't know what it is, but uh, let me paraphrase this way with something that sounds more natural, right? That being said, tomorrow I have uh, signed up for a 30-minute conversational class with uh, uh, one of the teachers on Italki, and I did uh, say that I didn't want to buy any more classes. I haven't yet, so what, my, my plan is here to actually because I have a few more credits left uh, on Italki. And I figured I would try out a few of these teachers and see if any of them would be willing to um, uh, work through WeChat instead of Skype or the iTalkie platform, uh, which would make it easier for me to sort of uh, submit payment and stuff like that. Uh, but this uh, this teacher, uh, I think it's basically going to be, she offers two different types. One is like a, a strictly audio conversation class. Uh, there are no written notes, which is fine. Um, as much as the written notes are fine or are, are good to have, <laughs> Unless you're progressing quite a bit, um, it just becomes a lot of the same stuff over and over again. You're like, wow, I'm really not picking this up. This class is going to be uh, an informal sort of chit-chat. It's going to, well, I guess it would depend more on what I'm trying to deal with uh, or trying to achieve with this. And basically, it's going to be practicing fluency. Uh, some pronunciation, specifically tonality. So I'm going to ask her for that, and then possibly some spoken grammar. Uh, other than that, like I'm not. I, I told her. Actually, I'm not sure if she wrote, read the message I sent because I filled out her little survey questionnaire and she never got back to me. Uh, so I just ended up booking a lesson anyway. Uh, but uh, she, I'm not looking for a formal lesson. I'm more looking uh, for just some guidance 
and then the ability to practice in a situation where I don't feel as if I should be checking everything that I'm saying. I want to be able to produce, and then I want to be able to learn some, uh, I, I want someone to be checking my tones, I guess that's what it is, because I've been, I've received comments, uh, I showed um, a friend last week, a Chinese friend, um, one of these videos that I made in, in Chinese, she's like, yeah, it's good, some of the words I was using were incorrect, like chang wu, uh, I said routine for chang wu, but she's like, no, it's, uh, it's a ru qi, uh, you, like your daily routine, um, or, or something like ru qi, something along those lines, see, I can't even remember, um, but, uh, so some, it was some vocabulary issues, but then she's like, you, you can, I can understand what you're trying to say. Uh, but yeah, some, and I think she agreed that the tones are sort of off. So this is what I'm looking to fix or address in this conversational class. Uh, in, uh, I've only signed up for one. I was going to sign up for 10, but then it would have required me to purchase more credits. And again, I'm trying to avoid that right now with the U S dollar being so high. Now, when will the U S dollar go down? Good question. If you talk to some people, they say it's going to crash and die, and it's all going to shit. Uh, but it hasn't happened yet, and uh, gold still flounders around the bottom level. So, um, hmm, I'll hold off on buying italki credits just yet. Right? Uh, my issue with English being a lingua franca. This actually kind of stems from my own uh, ignorance. I'm not going to lie. I probably should have verified this before I even um, said anything, but... Uh, I heavily associated the words lingua franca with the French language, and this is because in my uh, Latin studies and my, my classic studies, I was of the understanding that when Latin sort of was cut off from the formalities of uh, like the the system, so like French, the French language is basically uh, a cut off version of the Latin language, but it goes it spans hundreds of years ago as. At some point during uh, the French language history, they garnered quite a bit of um, well intellectual and uh, geographical influence and sway. And I just sort of assumed that it was their language that this was actually um, named after. It's incorrect. It's actually after the Franks, uh, who were all over the place in Western Europe, including France. Uh, but uh, as it was pointed out to me that it's actually uh, from Italy. It's a, this idea of a lingua franca refers back to the pidgin Italian that was used uh, a couple hundred years ago amongst the traders, like the merchants and the salespeople and stuff like that. Uh, and so it's sort of a, um, a rough version of the Italian language, a street, not even street, like we're talking uh, street merchant style of speaking. Uh, so that's where the, the words lingua franca comes from. My argument is that English cannot be it because it doesn't derive. It does derive from these languages. I understand like that entomology, uh, etymology. My point is that it should be changed, that it should not be a lingua franca. Uh, lingua franca. It should be a lingua angelica, anglica, lingua anglica, like basically an anglicized uh, um, language. Uh, lingua Britannica, sure. Uh, possibly Lingua Americana, if you're going to keep on Latinizing these words. Uh, so th that's sort of my argument with it. Uh, I, I do challenge people whenever, they, whenever I, I hear them say, well, English is a lingua franca. I'm like, is it? Is it really? I mean, it's... Is English just for merchant? And like, it, I guess it's so ubiquitous that it is 
sort of the default language that uh, for international trade and business and um, communication. So in that case, it, it, it does uh, fit the bill quite a bit. So yeah, uh, well, thanks for pointing that out. I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, sh- I should have double checked on the the meaning of it. Um, uh, but I yeah, just given the the history of how Latin and French, specifically how French uh, developed uh, and how Latin disseminated or broke into the, the Romance languages as, as we know them, um, including French, I kind of just assumed that Lingua Franca was referring to that. Tomorrow, apparently, I got to uh, renew my work permit. Now, I thought I did this all back in August or, sorry, the other month, July. Um, got to do it again because <laughs> now I have a new passport and the work permit that they gave me is only good until November. Okay. Uh, or the residence permit also had to be renewed. So all this has, has to be renewed again because my passport was renewed. And I'm now looking at my passport going, wait a minute. Did I get this right or did I get this wrong? And not that I'm going to show you my passport or anything, but... Uh, it says that this thing was renewed in May. And I go, did I renew my passport in May? Was it that long ago that I did it? I guess I did. I mean, when did I submit this thing? Was that April that I went to the embassy and did all the paperwork? That it, I mean, I'm looking at this going, I don't remember that. That That is such a long time ago. Uh, I thought it was like supposed to be like a July expiry or something like that. But uh, no, that's uh, it's wrong. So I'm wrong on that too. I got to go renew the work permit and everything and update the residence and everything. No, I have to go to the office tomorrow, pick up two documents. Uh, the, the girl who has the documents doesn't come in until 10 a.m. or so. Uh, I then have to book a, a an appointment at the PSB online, which then I have to email that appointment booking to them so that they can print it out and stamp it. Don't know why. So, do... Uh, can I do, this is my question. I, I guess I should have booked the appointment for tomorrow afternoon so I could have picked up the documents in the morning and then gone there. But keep in mind, I fi- does the PSB close during lunch? I can't remember. The PSB is the Public Security Bureau. It's where uh, we foreigners, uh, anyone who's an, uh, uh, working and living in China as a non-resident, uh, as a non-national, uh, um, has to go there and pick up all their, their paperwork for, for Beijing, for the city of Beijing. Uh, so this is where a lot of people hang out. And it's right by Yonghengong uh, Temple, so the uh, the Lama Temple. Uh, and uh, so it's I mean, it's not a bad area. And it's not hard to get to. It takes uh, 35 minutes on bike. So it's a, it's a nice little decent ride, and the weather's still good. Uh, the, the fact is I have to go pick up these documents, which are, they're not horribly out of the way. It's just enough out of the way that I'm going... Could this be better arranged? I might have to. Uh, I do have time to do this. Uh, it's. I can do this later on. Actually, I could probably do it next week. I actually wonder if I should do it now. Going, it's mid September, beginning of September. I have to double check this. This is a good point because uh, um, what's happening here. What I'm, what I'm thinking about here is that if I renew it now, does that mean that the work uh, permit ends early next year as well? So that would be my my question. So, am I 
sort of distorting the timeline of renewals that typically happen in, uh, in this whole thing. So it says here, valid for residents until November 5th, 2022. So, okay, so I have, a, I have two months to get this done. They keep it for 10 days. Um, all right, so it's not a big, it's not a major rush. I don't have to get it done tomorrow if I don't, uh, if it doesn't happen. But at the same time, the office has notified me that it should be done. So when that happens, usually they, um, they like you to do things pretty quickly. Delta course continues. Uh, I'm going to have to change the timing of my uh, Delta broadcast because I, I was doing it after this uh, broadcast here, but it's, it's pushing it pretty late. And I can hear me fumbling with some of the words, and I don't like that. So uh, although I know during the day sometimes uh, it gets pretty busy, and these Delta uh, videos have been going on, like the last two days have been 30 minutes, which is uh, quite a bit of time to be spending on it. Uh, I do want to sort of spend a I might be a little bit more awake for them, first of all. Uh, but second of all, I do want to be able to deliver them in a little bit more smoother fashion so that if other people are looking at it and watching it, they'll be able to glean the information a little bit quicker than, you know, hearing someone just kind of fumble around the page for a little bit. Not that I'm fumbling. It's not unclear what I'm talking about, uh, but it, I do tend to jump... And as the, the the night sort of wears on, I do find myself uh, fumbling just a little bit, enough for me to think that I probably will have to redo these videos anyway at some point. Uh, these are the first draft. Don't get I do I do them live because I'll tell you I don't want to deal with recording, storing videos on my hard drives, editing, uploading. No 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 no. I've started using OBS uh, broadcasting software here. And I finally got this microphone to uh, to connect. I got a cell phone as a secondary, uh, as a as, as my webcam, an old cell phone. The microphone hooked up. It sounds good. Uh, it looks decent, as, as as decent as it can for shooting uh, HD. Um, it's not a bad setup, and it finally works properly. Uh, so th this is, and it records a copy on my computer as well, so I don't have to go to YouTube and download anything either. I'm not dealing with uploading video if I don't have to. I might actually, if I can, there is a method to create a series of hotkeys that would trigger events during a live broadcast. You can get special boards made for this, uh, like name like like it's called Elgato, and there's another one that's a, that's out there. You press a button and you, you like the laugh track comes up. You can trigger things with your keyboard. If you have a secondary keyboard, I was actually thinking about this. Uh, I used to have a, another keyboard that if I remapped the keys to certain effects, like video effects, audio effects, or whatever transitions, I could basically create um, an online broadcast stream that is similar to what you'd see on TV. Uh, obviously, it wouldn't be 8K, but uh, it would be something along the broadcast quality of that. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to... Anyways, I've been, I was looking at the Delta uh, materials today, got through a little bit of that, not as much as I'd like to, which seems to be a theme, but I'm looking at the unit. I should be able to get this done over the next couple of days, especially since um, well, uh, work has been very slow, is slow at the moment due to the... Uh, apparently the virus rampages outside of Beijing. <laughs> Boy, do I ever live in a bubble, I'm not going to lie. Murph challenge tomorrow. So I'm going to try to see how many rounds I can do. Last time I did it unweighted. I think I did 16 rounds. Might actually try for 20 just to see how it goes. 
I'm I don't know if I'll do weighted tomorrow. We'll see. I'll I'll put the weight jacket on the floor. Just I could take it down with me. I don't have to use it. Uh, you know, I always find it's better just to take it just in case. Uh, and then that way, if I feel so inspired, um, then I can you know uh, work with the weight vest. If if not, then it just sits there. It doesn't matter. No one's no one's going to take it really. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, it's getting to be one of the last ones of uh, this decade. Working on episodes number 32 and 33, so one of the reasons why I haven't been working on the Delta during the day is because I've been editing these uh, episodes number 32 and 33, and I know there's a uh, little bit of a deadline with this one because uh, one of my guests is actually leaving the country this weekend, and another one of my guests, uh, they have been looking to get it out there because they have a, a, a new publication that they'd like to be supporting as well. Uh, so I'm going to get that uh, out there uh, sooner than later. The issue with, with this one um, that I'm finding, and it's almost making me think that it's time to upgrade my equipment, is that I'm using this trusty little uh, H4 Zoom H4N uh, hand recorder, which is a great little device. I've been using it for years, done me quite well. But if you listen to some of these uh, podcasts where I have people uh, in my studio, it, it's it's kind of hard to hear sometimes. I'm thinking I might invest in a couple of mics. Specifically, it's the DJI travel mics that they have. They just released them this year. Um, they're clip-on mics. They record. They're uh, transmitting over 5G, I think, 2.4 like gigahertz. Gigahertz, not 5G network. Uh, 2.4 or 5 gigahertz bands. Uh, so uh, they're, they're good quality. I've heard some samples already. Not only that, they can connect to the cell phone as well. Uh, so you can use it as sort of an external mic or an onboard mic, like it records onboard as well. So I'm thinking that maybe it's $400, I think, for the both of them. It comes in a, oh, and it comes in a pair. So it's not just one microphone. Uh, it comes in a pair, uh, which would make things like recording uh, in a studio environment just a little bit easier. So uh, something I think maybe it's uh, my birthday present uh, for myself. All right, folks, I'm going to leave it there. I'm pushing over 22 minutes already. I know you love hearing me talk and hearing all the uh, history flubs that I make. I, I hope you guys get a good laugh out of it. Learn something, enjoy it. And above all, learn something right? <laughs> All right, folks, show notes, tracks, and vids up on my website, stevensterski.com. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. And we will talk again. Bye-bye.